Welcome to Lessons from a Podcaster, a show where we interview podcasters from all around the world and ask them to share their tips, insights, stories, and everything you need to know to grow your own podcast. This show is brought to you by PodSqueeze, the essential tool for any podcaster that wants to take their show to the next level. Let's get started with our host, Tiago. What's up, E? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Plus, I'm you guys' biggest fan. So this is wow. a bucket list That's moment for me. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, so a little bird told me that once you spent 12 hours recording one episode. <laughs> Tell me about that. I launched my first podcast in 2017. In my defense, there was not a lot of information about podcasting. And everyone that I was listening, Gary V, I was listening to the Skinny Confidential, and they made it look so seamless. So mm. I bought whatever mic I could find that picked up all the noise from the room, and then I <laughs> tried to figure out Audacity um, and tried to do noise reduction, look in tutorials. It was horrible. <laughs> I didn't sleep because I had to work. Oh, no. And I said, never again. But there's something about podcasting that you know, kept me, kept me hooked from those yeah. horrible 12 hours. <laughs> Even though it had a rocky start, now it's kind of your life, right? Uh, those are the best why, relationships. <laughs> yeah. Why did you think, so what, what do you think was the problem? Were you like trying to get perfect? Is that something that you're like, you're very perfectionist, you wanted to do something perfect or it was just like the equipment that wasn't working with you? Um, I think I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't, I think I was not prepared to listen to my own voice and okay. criticize my own voice. Right now I'm way more permissive and I don't judge my voice, but up to that point, I had never heard my own voice in recording. So I tried to remove all mistakes. I tried to uh. reduce everything, make it sound like the podcast I was listening. I think comparing myself to other big podcasts that were being mm. recorded at a studio was a huge mistake because I did not have those recording conditions. And I didn't know that your recording is more important than your post-production. Like your post-production, yeah. mm -hmm. there's so much you can do. If you don't have good audio that you recorded with, you know, you can apply all the tricks in the toolbox, but it's not, it's not going to work. So I think comparison, yeah. not knowing and just not having the resources because podcasting at that time was not what it is right now. There are so many tools. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's much easier now to, to start. Even now when you have like poor audio, you can use what is like Adobe tool or something. You just upload it there and uses AI and makes the audio like almost, you know, studio perfect, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's And even if you, like, if you really are starting out, you could record with GarageBand, which is yeah. pretty decent. And then Buzzsprout, they have a, their magic editor. Mm, so okay. they do have great tools. Yeah. It's, I guess it's a bit easier than Audacity, right? Audacity is like the classic. Everyone uses it, but well, it's free. But it, I guess not the ideal thing to edit audio and, and doing all of that. So nowadays, what would be if someone was starting out, right? And and they were they didn't have a lot of they were in the budgets. What would be your recommendation for them to to have good audio? What should they invest on? 
I think you need to invest in a good microphone. And this is controversial because everyone tells you just start, use your AirPods. And if you want to do it just to do it, and that's just a dream that you have and you want to put it out there, sure. But if you are taking this seriously, I would invest at least $130. There are really great options for $130. You could either either get the ones that plug in directly to the computer or get an audio interface. Um, those could be, there are ones about a hundred dollars and maybe, maybe you don't have the equipment and I understand or the finances, but maybe get it in a Facebook marketplace, try to find options because that's going to make your life so much more easier. And it's also going to make the experience for the person who's listening better. So for sure, get a, a good microphone. I was going to yeah. name brands. Should I name brands? I'm going to yeah, name sure. brands. The Yeti microphone. I I don't want to I don't want to see you if you really want to take it seriously. I don't think Yeti is the way to go anymore even though there are great podcasters recording on the Yeti bike, but I think there are better <laughs> options. So get What is the, the better option? Well, I have Rodecaster everything, so I'm that they're, I'm their fan. Okay. Um that's more expensive, but they are a great brand. So mm-hmm. anything that you can get with them, Good. it's great. Also, Buzzsprout, they have a guide if you are just starting out with great recommendations. So if you don't, if you are just starting out, go to for in, in terms of what the process looks like. So it's more production, not strategic, but for production, go to Buzzsprout. They have a free guide how to start a podcast and they have links for everything for different price points. And it's pretty good. Perfect. I think... Uh... It's always good to have like a starting point and uh, you're absolutely right. I think audio is really important. Uh, when I I started podcasting with Gimlet Media, uh, I don't know if you know, but it's kind of uh, the guy that found it used to work for uh, NPR and the quality was so good. And I was, uh, even though if you have like, you can have all the top notch equipment, but you know, it's, it's the experience also that counts. So uh, yeah, start with a good mic, but I would say as well, don't, you know, don't put the standards to the professionals, right? It's it will true. take a while to get there. <laughs> it's true. But that's um, what you need because if you have a good mic, then mm. everything else is super easy because you can then just do a quick audio cleanup. Then, you know, you you use PodSquiz for your show notes and your mm-hmm. all your marketing needs. Like, mm-hmm. it gets so much easier if you just have a good foundation. So even that's an investment in your future. Yeah, totally. Uh, e, tell us about your podcast in 30 seconds. If you have to pitch it, uh, how would that look like? I would say Creator to Leader is my podcast. And you know how many entrepreneurs are struggling to be seen online and stand out. And we hear things like the market is saturated. The thing is that they are creating content. They are showing up as creators. They're not showing up as leaders in their industry through their content that they are creating. So the Creator to Leader podcast helps them solve this problem, helping them with their messaging, create better content, and what it means to actually show up as a leader online, not mm-hmm. just a creator, just that mentality and that self-leadership aspect. Hmm. And do you remember your first episode and like why you decided to start uh, this project? I My first episode was on the meaning of leadership 
mm-hmm. and what it means and how we can take that to the online space because we think of leadership in management and companies. But we actually, I believe deeply that we are made with purpose and we are made to lead people and to build each other up. And mm-hmm. when you see your way your, yourself in that way with that responsibility, everything changes. And mm-hmm. I had, this is my third podcast. So my first podcast was in Spanish. My second podcast was in English. And that one didn't work out. And okay. I was so frustrated. I kept launching amazing episodes, what they say, provide value and people will mm-hmm. come. And I, I said, maybe this is not for me. So I just focused on being a podcast producer and growing everyone's podcast. So I was doubling everyone's audiences and I was just uh-huh. like you know what I'm gonna be the, p- the person behind the scenes never yeah. in front of the mic that's fine and then last year something changed I think I was I was tired I was I was thinking I have really a lot of information and I think I have a unique perspective on what it means to be a leader in the online space and standing out when you have a purpose and I'm going to use my voice for that. So mm-hmm. my first episode was exploring the topic of leadership, how to me, I related a lot with art. I shared a lot about Seth Godin. Uh, he has an mm-hmm. amazing book uh, where he talks about that, that artists and entrepreneurs, we create. That's right. our purpose. We create, we find problems um, in the market, in the world, and we solve them. Artists with whatever medium they want, we create a product in the marketplace, but that's the heart of an entrepreneur. So that's the heart of a leader at the end of the day. Mm. So, um, and I, it was amazing. It was a great, you know, third times the charm story. Um, but yeah, it was great. I'm curious to know, because the first time that I've talking with someone that uh, made a podcast in a different language, uh, or in, in your case, in both languages, um, I'm Portuguese. I haven't I haven't done anything in, in, in Portuguese, only in English. Uh, how is what is what is the biggest difference, you know, from having a podcast? I know that the Spanish market is huge, by the way, as well. Uh, there's a lot, of course, a lot of speakers. And uh, what is the biggest difference from you know doing a podcast in Spanish and another one in English? I think the market and how much the market understands um, the market in Spanish. In my experience, they really like the visual component to Mm -hmm. podcasts. I've noticed that the marketing in English is more forgiving. If you don't have if you don't have a visual component, they are great with just audio. By the time I launched, it was so new in Latin America. I had to make graphics explaining what a podcast was. Mm. And I I shared my vision at the time with uh, people in my life that were from Latin America. And they didn't take it seriously. And now, but I was seeing all these people building businesses through podcasts in English. Right. That was number one. And then number two, I, as I'm an immigrant and I came here mm-hmm. by myself and people supported me along the way. But I think there's this idea that a lot of immigrants have that if they don't have someone to vouch for you, a grandfather to help you, you cannot make it. You need to mm. be limited to speaking your own language because you cannot speak a different language in a different market because it's yeah. going to be hard. So part of the reason I was editing 12 hours, if I'm being honest, um, mm. that was my first episode for my first podcast. For the second one, it was horrible as well. And it was mm. my first time in English. And I made so many mistakes. Oh, 
Okay. So many mistakes. It was awful. And mm. now I'm glad because even the fluidity I have wouldn't have been possible if I had not spent yeah. two years editing and making mistakes. So I think is the listening habits is a big difference. Yeah. But I think right now the Hispanic market is way more aware of podcasting. Maybe at some point I would do a podcast in Spanish again yeah, because I feel like it's the it is it is yeah. that excitement for podcasts that maybe we had in the US like two years ago. Mm. That's yeah, Latin America now. What I hear is that industry so the US is maybe yeah, three to five years uh, ahead of other markets. From our, our experience, uh the second biggest market is either Spanish or French, uh speaking language. But you know it's funny because I, I I do relate to that. Um, most of my life in, is in English. Uh, well, I, I still li I live in Portugal, uh, but you know my my clients, my business, everything is in English. And I I never actually I know that my English is not perfect, but I never really thought too much about it. But now, especially because most of the people I interview are in the U.S., I feel I don't actually I don't feel that it. It keeps me grounded. I don't feel that uh, it's a barrier, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's, it's something that uh, I don't think about it too often. But do you think it it can be a barrier for someone that is not like fully native? Do you think people will hear your accent and be like, "Yeah, this is not American." So, and and the podcast won't do as well as a podcast that is spoken by an uh, American accent. Now looking back, I think it was my own BS. If mm. <laughs> if I'm being honest, um, I th I do think there is some of that because when I was in the corporate world, mm. I did experience some people just not taking me as seriously because of my accent. Also, mm. Latinas, we are way more colorful. We mm. are, you know, humor is big for our culture. So these mm. cultural differences for for some Americans were difficult to manage but at now i think it's such a mindset shift now i think that it's part of the reason people are attracted to my content because it is different because i offer yeah. the perspective of having two cultures living within me and maybe i don't know if as a woman mm -hmm. i am more sometimes i get more self-conscious and think that people are judging me in the way that i am And maybe, mm -hmm. you know, it's like if I'm judging myself, of course, I'm going to be thinking that everyone is versus just going yeah, for it. And, and good, yeah. if you know, it is what it is. It is yeah. my voice and the voice is needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great realization. I, I, I also thought about that recently that like uh, we tend to assume that others are thinking in a cer certain way about ourselves. But that mm -hmm. assumption comes from us. Yes. Right? So we are thinking about ourselves in that way. Right. Most yes. of the times. So, um, I don't know. For me, and if we can give some encouragement for people that are non-native, I don't, I don't know. I just chat with everyone, Americans, English, uh, from also non-natives. And I haven't, I've never seen any difference or, or anyone looking me sideways and saying like, hey, uh, uh, you don't understand me or something. So That's why I love uh, the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Because my clients, the people I've worked with, They have this appreciation for, I love your brain and your values and yeah. your accent is not going to be a challenge unless you cannot mm -hmm. communicate. Like literally I cannot understand oh, you. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, if yeah, not, totally. mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more about the content, more about the message. One is, is, 
you know, yeah. trying to and, express. And, being, and also being clear because some people have great content, but they cannot deliver it succinctly. Mm-hmm. They take, I hear episode podcasts that are half hour episodes and by minute 18, they start going into the topic. Mm. So, you know, yeah. you can have perfect accent, perfect knowledge, but then you don't deliver the message in a way that's engaging. You're telling me for 10 minutes about your weekend. And again, if that's if you're a lifestyle brand, maybe it makes sense. But for the most part, if you want to grow your audience, just give people what they came for. Mm-hmm. So how should one structure their episodes so that they are, you know, they go straight to the point and they don't lose people along the way? Ooh, I actually have a formula for this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so first, I like to do some reasoning as of why I'm doing this episode. Mm. So either I saw this in a comment, I read this in a book. Why is this important right now? Don't spend 10 minutes here. A few words is enough. Then I like to go into connection. Connection is telling a personal story. You know, again, you don't have to share your whole life story, but something that it applies to you. Sometimes the the introduction and the connection can be one. If you know you were you you had such a strong moment personally that you want to share, but for the most part, I like to say, let's say it's a pod an episode about podcasting. I saw this trend report about podcasting, and I saw three trends, and I don't agree with all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to live my life with trends and then you go into your story just to connect with people again, very quickly, direct. I, I really want people to write the story down so you don't get too extended or okay. into details that that don't really matter. And then mm-hmm. go into. So then I read, I understood how to interpret the reports. I'm going to do the work for you. And these are the things I agree with. That's when you go into your insights. Mm-hmm. You go into your insights bullet points teach this is a teaching moment if this is a type of podcast you have if you have a podcast right. where you are interviewing people or is more uh, comedy format. it's mm-hmm. different but if this is a podcast you're doing solo then you recap quickly what you said so to mm-hmm. recap one two three also when you do this you can take this clip and take it for your social media because it's going to be super short yeah. condensed and then leave a cta if you have a CTA that's downloading a lead map, if you are doing something that's timely, I like mm-hmm. to do the CTA before CTA? I get started. CTA is call to action. Mm. So if you are just saying join our newsletter, it's general, you can do it in the end. But if you are doing something special, let's say you are doing a master class on how to leverage your show notes for for visibility in press, right? That's mm-hmm. very timely. So you want to do that at the top of the episode. Don't wait. A lot of people I see, they wait until the middle to insert or until the end. You are losing half of people because from mm-hmm. everything I've seen with my clients, most people drop off about the f- at least 50% mark okay. of the episode. Yeah. So try the, if you need people to do something, Say in the beginning. beginning. And then that's when you record your full episode. Some people do intro hooks where you just Mm -hmm. start the episode with today we're going to talk about X, Y, Z. I personally do it. Some people take clips from the interview that were impactful and put them in the beginning. My thing with that is that if you are not a very strong speaker, you are not always going to have those impactful 20-second quotes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or if your guest takes a very long time to get to a point, which I've seen, you are not going to have the quote. So then you're going to have to be picking little pieces here and there. It's going to take, it's going to be a hassle. I personally prefer to just give you an intro hook where I, I start with a question relatable today. We're going to do this, 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 and that. I'm going to give you this and stay till the end. Mm-hmm. So do you think that people should, uh, write down all the structure for every episode so before starting they'll be like okay this is my hook this is uh what i show what i've learned this is my insights they should like at least maybe not the script but at least kind of you know lay out the interview or the, not the interview the, the episode 100 <laughs> i know it takes time Damn. and some people maybe <laughs> maybe if you've been a speaker or a teacher for five years and you are yeah. very good at being clear to the point maybe you don't need to but for most of us mm-hmm. i do recommend that we do it because what happens is that if you're not doing that you are gonna it's it happened to me with my previous podcast a lot i would start talking about something and i would end at a different place oh yeah <laughs> and i would say today we're talking about how to grow your podcast and then at the end i'm giving you top ideas on how to title your episodes Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I and, that's and, and people good. lose interest. Yeah, then you lose people. Yeah, it makes this makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, now so. tell me about like you. You mentioned that the, the insights could be transformed into clips. Um, yeah, and I think that's a great bridge to how do you repurpose the content and how do you take the content and then like put it into social media? Uh, what what works? What doesn't work? Tell us everything. Well. Th- you we we haven't talked about it and i promise you didn't tell me to say this but i've been talking about pod squeeze in all my podcasts because that really took about three hours of post-production and and promotion time for me i have all my clients on it so biggest fan and i think it works because i upload my audio i have i i don't use the regular show notes i have my prompt which is something i love i have my prompt i use it with all my clients with myself because you can fine tune your results Mm -hmm. that's my safe prompt so i do that doing the show notes takes me five minutes from the moment i have them to the moment they are posted on buzzsprout then there's another feature that i recommend called uh, bullet points so the Mm -hmm. bullet points are the interesting things you talked about so those are content ideas because what happens is that many people start talking about the podcast too directly. And if you feel like a walking advertisement for your podcast. So when you talk indirectly about your podcast, meaning you talk about a topic that you discuss on your podcast, but the post Mm. in it of itself is not about the podcast. It's about the topic. So you can either take a clip or you can just say something because you already have your ideas, your bullet points. The blog post, very, very good. I do recommend having your podcast on your website, if you have a website, of course, if not with time, but having mm-hmm. that blog post and then embedding your your feed onto the blog post, because when many people, podcasting is not natural at an SEO friendly platform, SEO yeah. search engine optimization, meaning there are ways to hack with titling and show descriptions, but it's not a, like YouTube. It is not. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, you know, when you look for something on YouTube, your video shows up on the right and it doesn't matter how many views you've had. If the if it's relevant, you're going to be recommended. 
you can mm -hmm. blow up with just one video. The video keeps getting, getting recommended. It doesn't happen that way with podcasting. No, that's mm -hmm. why I recommend that you put it on your blog. So that starts building the SEO on Google and that's, that gives more longevity mm -hmm. to your content. So the blog post feature is amazing. Um, the title feature, I think it's very important too, because you want to use words that are problem oriented. What is the mm. problem that you're solving? So I love the title feature. Sometimes I do tune in, uh, fine tune yeah. my results with mm -hmm. uh, speak from the problem. So, because sometimes I've, I have clients, let's say you're a financial coach yeah. and you say, oh, you know, I want to talk about the the different type of savings account you need but then my question is always why would a person be interested in having a savings like different types of savings account unless that person is a financial pro then if you right. tell me how can you maximize your uh, you know maximize your your income by having multiple accounts oh, okay now i see the benefit uh, that i have and so that everything can change with the title then right like yes. because that's the first contact that people have so you need to think how to attract you know the most people and if you are too technical then you won't attract everyone you will only attract a, a, maybe a percentage of people that would be yes. interested right one of my most popular episodes is um how to sell without being salesy Mm. And the actual episode is about the difference between empathy and sympathy. That's something I wanted to talk about. It's more of a philosophical concept. But if I title my episode, the difference between empathy and sympathy, no one's going to listen to it. Yeah. Why do I care? The thing is that you need that concept so you don't feel salesy. And then I go into the mm. episode, why do you need that? But then the problem I'm solving is you are not going to feel salesy. Right. And it, But it's still important that the title is connected... Uh, with the content that you're sharing, right? So you, it, yeah. and I think you mentioned that too, right? So you cannot try to, to be clickbaity and do something and then talking about something completely different because then you'll also lose uh, your your listeners and you'll lose trust as well, right? Absolutely. But that's what you need to have your outline. So you are, mm -hmm. you know, people are going to like this and yeah. you stay in integrity. Now, let, let me ask you something, uh, which is about expectations. Now, someone is starting their podcast, either to grow their personal brand or because they want to make that uh, their business. What should they expect? Should they expect immediate growth? Should they? The, how long does it take? How do I know that it's working or not working for me? You know? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it's a hard one. I'm going to start with the <laughs> last one. How do you know if mm -hmm. it's working or not? You mm -hmm. need to know what you want out of the podcast. That's And you need to be very, very honest. Don't try to give a, a socially acceptable answer. Oh, I just want to impact more lives. Because if right. the, your answer is, I just want to impact more lives, and you have five listeners every week, that's amazing. That's five people mm -hmm. that are listening to you. Your your objective is fulfilled. But I'm guessing that you're not going to be as happy if mm -hmm. you have five, five listeners every week and you don't grow from there. So. Yeah. What is it that you want to do? The two main reasons I see for people having a podcast is to grow an audience or to nurture mm -hmm. an existing audience. So if you want to nurture an existing audience is people that are already in your community, they are in your email list, and then you have the podcast. And then on the podcast, you maybe go more personal, you share more mm -hmm. interviews, you do more behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you are nurturing people that are already with you. 
A lot of people, though, they want to grow their audience, their expertise. They want to be more visible through their podcast. So right. in that way, the number of downloads is going to be important. But then the expectations question is very, very crucial. Mm -hmm. What can you expect? I think you need to expect for the first year to just do the podcast. That needs to be your measure of success. And it so is to frustrating. be consistent and yes. always... Okay, not, not giving up is already a win. Yeah, because look, I launched my podcast and my podcast ranked top 37 on Apple Podcasts, top three globally, immediately. And then Amazing. a few months ago, the, the um, iOS changed their, mm -hmm. their algorithm. I don't know what's the yeah. correct word. And then now, you know, an Apple Podcast, when someone subscribes to you, they get automatic downloads of your episodes. But now they changed it. So if someone hasn't listened to five episodes or if they're running low on storage, your episode will not be downloaded. So I had all of these people who saw a huge dip in downloads. So yeah. downloads are that changing That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you saw a huge dip, it wasn't you. It was, it was, the, it was Apple. Okay. Messing well, it was you. a little bit me, right? Because people are not listening enough, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it, there's so many other factors mm -hmm. with than just, you know, are people listening to this? Um, I've noticed that once you get to a thousand downloads, your first thousand downloads, that's a great first milestone. It's a very ambitious. Um, you mean a thousand downloads per episode or in total? total. Okay. Yeah, like I feel like... That's not that hard, is it? It is not hard, but if you don't mm -hmm. have zero audience... It might yeah. be more challenging, but I feel like in six months, you can get there. Like anyone okay. can get there if they really stay consistent. Maybe maybe sooner, but I think first your first 1,000 downloads should be celebrated. Um, mm -hmm. if, unless you're a huge, you know, you have a 1,500,000 people community. If you only have 1,000, mm -hmm. then I'm like, eh, there's a problem okay. with the yeah. podcast. But for the most part, I would say 1,000 do downloads is a great milestone. Um, in the first six months, a thousand downloads is it's 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 good. Yes, that's if you're that's starting good, if you're starting yeah. without you know from zero cold start without an audience. Yes, but you need to put yourself out there. That's another thing. You cannot just record your podcast and hope that the gods of the algorithms will mm. push it for you, or just record your podcast or upload a story. Hey guys, new episodes yeah. out. Link in my bio. Yeah. Like that's not doing anything. You oh, need. Okay. To go above and beyond. When I launched my podcast, I did a whole event as if I was launching a new mm. Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay. I, I did a visual trailer. Like I really went out there. So I, I had people saying, what did you do to land, you know, top in the top? And I'm like, I worked freaking hard. Yeah. I, I messaged people one on one. Hey, mm -hmm. I launched my podcast today. Would you mind going? Just having that communication and not being okay. don't get it attached to your personal fulfillment like you are you're not doing a podcast to have people validate you if you are good at your job or if you are good at your expertise it doesn't mean mm -hmm. anything and i can't take it from me because i made it mean something my second podcast where people were not listening and i said maybe i'm not good i'm not meant to do mm -hmm. this now looking back i'm like no It just wasn't clear. I didn't have a clear messaging. Like there were so many problems. So why did I make it mean something about myself? 
Now with yeah. this podcast, I look at the numbers, I look at downloads. When are people listening? What are the topics? I sometimes do tests. I'm going to make a very long title to see if this performs well. I mm -hmm. just test things. And if something doesn't work, okay, I know for next time. What, mm -hmm. are, what are good performers? Just having that neutrality in your mind throughout the whole process. That's really important, I think. Not in, for everything in life, to be honest. Not only podcasting, yeah. for business, for you know, personal... Uh, to try to be pragmatic and, and think about things on, okay, what am I doing wrong and not I am I am wrong. I am not, you know, cut it for this or something. So I think that's great, uh, great, great advice. And uh, E, we have learned a lot from you, uh, which is great. The, um, as a last question, and I guess it's a more philosophical one, but I would love to hear your answer. How did podcasting change your life? The first, the first thing that came to mind is that it showed me that my voice matters. And mm. that's such an empowering feeling, knowing that your voice and your opinions matter. And you can take ownership of your expertise and what you know and what you're passionate about. Even if it's comic books, your voice can give yeah. life to that passion that you have. So, and th this is not being strategic or anything. I'm talking about just having a podcast about things that you love and you're passionate about and you want to share with the world. I believe that it just gives you that leadership automatically and confidence yeah. because you are putting yourself out there. So for me, I think that as an immigrant, having a podcast is a constant reminder that my voice matters and working with so many other people, I see the passion that they have. And I'm just like, I don't think there's any other more intimate medium like than being oh, on yeah. someone's ear, in someone's totally. brain. That's the level of access that I am honored to have. And I mm -hmm. don't take it for granted. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> answer. Your voice matters. I think that's a great way to end this one. Uh, e, um, tell us again the name of your, of your uh, show and where can we find you? Sure. The show is called Creator to Leader. If you want to take space in your industry, be seen as a leader, a leader that creates transformation, that goes first, that shows what's possible. And it's not just creating, creating, creating without any specific goal. This is going to be the podcast for you. You can find it in, on every platform. Go to creatortheleader.com and you can find me on my personal Instagram is at Eugenia Darwu. And yes, my mom didn't use a very international name when she <laughs> named me. That's E-U-G-E-N-I-A dot W-O-O. That's at Eugenia Darwu. And send me a message if you have any questions on growing your, your podcast strategically. I would love to support you. Perfect. And like always, the link's will be in the show notes of this episode. Thank you very much, E, for joining us today and sharing your knowledge. Thank you, Tiago. This was a pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by PodSqueeze, an essential tool for podcasters that creates show notes, timestamps, clips, and more. Visit PodSqueeze.com and use the code PODCASTER for 20% discount in the first three months. We release a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday. See you in the next episode of Lessons from a Podcaster.